Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline coming up. Best question of the NFL weekend. World Series starts tonight. Unsolicited advice for quarterbacks everywhere. And Hembo thinks I'm getting old. All that and more, let's go. Here we go! Only one place to start. And that one place to start is with my buddy Rob Ninkovich, who hangs around to give us the straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Graziano had to run to an appointment, but Ninko sticks around with me here after Get Up. And we just finished the TV show, Ninkovich, and I just wonder if you agreed with my take at the very end of the show <laughs> that I believe the Jets are going to be so impressive Sunday against the Falcons that the Queen is actually going to come to the game and she's going to knight Zach Wilson on the field. He will be Sir Zach by the time they make it back to the States. I knight thee. I don't know if she really cares about the Jets. Don't honestly. be ridiculous. Of course she cares about the Jets. How in the world, if you're the queen all this time, how could you not care about the Jets? Uh, I mean, I think she has other things to do, maybe. The owner of the Jets was the ambassador to the United Kingdom for well, all those years. Does that mean that she has to go then? I, I, I don't know. Maybe Woody will call her up and just say, hey, come hey, on by. Watch the Jets yeah, play. Come, come watch the rookie quarterback. Throw five picks. No, I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. I'm kidding. Come on. Yes. I, I, this, is a, this one shapes up nicely for the Jets to put together yeah, I, a little no, winning I think streak. I, they're going to win. They're going to win in this one. I'd pick the Jets. So, yeah, I, I think last week maybe they can ride this momentum here. And the one thing I would say, I played in London three times. Mm-hmm. It can be a, a little bit of a pain when you're traveling and you, you have to get there and you're practicing there. And it's, it's a little bit of a, a distraction, I would say. Uh, uh, but, but for both teams, right? And, both teams. Yeah, both teams are in it. And I was there actually – for the first London game with Miami when they it was the first time it was the Miami Dolphins versus the New York Giants. Yeah. And it was definitely different. And a lot of people there, it was weird because you hear like, it's almost like you're at a soccer game. There's whistles, there's cowbells. It's yeah. just, you see every Jersey imaginable. Everybody's in a different <laughs> Jersey. So it's not just one team or the other team has a Jersey. It's every team of the 32 NFL teams. There's every different color <laughs> Whoever has a jersey in the NFL in London, they're just like, I'll put on the jersey. Yeah, I'm going to go to the game. And the plays the fans get excited about are the kicks. Yeah. Right? Every time yes. the ball is kicked, yes. they love it. Well, I would say this. I was at a pub there, uh-huh. and, and they were asking me about playing in Wembley. Like, it was like sacred ground. Right. You touch the grass. Yes. How does the grass feel? What does it feel like? And it's actually very slippery because it's clay. It's a clay base. It's for soccer. It's not made for American football. Right. So... I remember just sliding around and slipping and having to put like inch cleats in my in my cleats and worried that I was going to tear my ACL. But anyway, we, I made it through uh, and we I, lost. I'm, I'm delighted to see that you made it through. And again, he will be Sir Zach Sir by the Zach. time they get you back. United. We will have uh, your opportunity a little later in the program to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line ESPN Nation. Presented by Dr. Pepper, college football's back. So are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. All right, let's dive into some of this. Most of the times that you've been on this radio show lately has been to talk about Justin Fields and the Bears. You are the pride of Joliet, Illinois. <laughs> Every Bears fan now has got what they want. Justin yep. has been named the starter. No ifs, ands, or buts. It begins this Sunday against Vegas. What should it look like? High school football, backyard football, go have fun. And you have to maximize And I'm not saying high school football and, and making that as like a, mm-hmm. a, a negative comment. I'm saying use his tools to your advantage his ability to get out of the pocket his ability to run it's really hard as a defensive end 
to stop a quarterback that's mobile. And it's really, really hard to cover if you're in the secondary beyond three seconds. So the advantage that Justin has as a mobile quarterback, and he's not a runner. He's not, gonna, he's not like Lamar where he's looking to run or they have design running plays with him. They could use him outside of the pocket, dash pass, boots, move the pocket plays where you're taking advantage of his, his ability to move in the pocket and then throw down the field because covering is so hard. Once the quarterback gets out of the pocket, you can't play man coverage because the second you're in man coverage, your backs are turned to the quarterback. You have to use a spy. I've been a spy before, and usually that spy guy, if it's a linebacker, is a disadvantage against a guy that athletic. He's going to be able to juke you, and usually mm-hmm. there's only one guy doing that. So you have to play zone. And what do you do in zone? You run zone beaters. So I think that if they can simplify the offense to maximize his, his, his talents, it's going to help the Bears. Here's the, the frightening thing about it. For anyone who didn't watch Justin Fields in college, he's not a running quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's a quarterback who can run. Yes. And when he runs, he's obviously a very dangerous weapon. But that is not his calling card. Here's what scares me about this game if I'm them. The Bears may have the worst offensive line in the league. That's I, scary. I, I can't. And against this defense? That's scary. The Raiders with that pass rush? I mean, they have wrecked some games up there. And that, that is, to me, the piece of this thing that scares me. Well, when you have a, a poor offensive line, the best thing you can do is move the pocket. Get him out of the pocket so he's not a sitting duck back there. So if they can do that, if they can get him out of the pocket, they have an opportunity to possibly win this football game. With that defense, with the Bears' defense, if yeah. they can play yeah. at a high level, there's a chance. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. I think the most interesting game, there are a lot of really good games on the schedule this weekend, but Buffalo at Kansas City, to me, is a very big one because despite the unspectacular start the Chiefs are off to, I think we all still perceive them as the team to beat. Like, if you're going, you know, the whole yep. thing, if you're going to become the champ, you got to beat the champ. If the Bills are going to knock them off, then my gut feeling, if the Bills are going to do it, they're going to have to beat Kansas City in Kansas City. Can they do it Sunday night? I I think it's going to be really tough. Can they do it? Of course. They can do it. But will they do it? I'm I'm picking Kansas City in this matchup. This is... This is going to come down to possibly a playoff situation where they are going to see each other again. So it's it, it might be better for them to go on the road, learn what that stadium's about. They've been there, learning against the, the Kansas City Chiefs and the things that they're great at. And we know that they're an explosive offense. We know that they have Tyreek. We know they have Kelsey. We know Patrick Mahomes is terrific. So the, the Buffalo Bills defense – they're going to have to, number one, completely shut down the run. Yeah. No running game. And they're also going to have to take out not just one player. That's the hard part with Kansas City. You can't just say, usually in a game plan, you circle one guy. Circle him. Mm-hmm. We have to take this guy out of the game plan. We have to double this guy every single play. Uh-huh. Kansas City has too many weapons. They have too many guys that you have to say, we need to double. So what do you try to do? Take Tyreek out? Okay, to double team Tyreek. But then they have Kelsey. Then they have other players that that could potentially go out there and ruin it for you. So when I look at this matchup, it's a terrific matchup, but I'm going with Kansas City. I get it. I I understand that. And and this is still the way we perceive the Chiefs, and I don't blame you because I do too. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, all right, they they shellack the Eagles last week. The Eagles are not very good. Yep. The other team in all three of their other games was the better team on the field. 
And the Browns gave that game away against them. Baker throws a terrible pick at the end, and they drop a snap on a punt. And then the other two games, they lose. They lose to the Chargers. They, they don't look like the better team out there uh, much. So I, I, is it the defense? What is it with Kansas City that has been so unspectacular? I think that they're a team also that they're like a snowball and they're going to get better and better. And not to say that in the beginning of the year, you really don't want to be at your best week one, two, three, four. Yeah. You want to learn, get better. Okay, we're settling down here. Every team is giving them their best shot. And that's another thing people don't understand. When you go to play Kansas City, you're measuring yourself accordingly. You, you have to think that the Browns going into that matchup are like, okay, we are considered a contending team this year. and We look like we're going to be a better team. Well, this is the team, Kansas City, we need to go and beat. And one play, basically, that's, that's every single weekend is one play away from winning and losing. And when I look at Kansas City, their defense, yes, they need to play better defensively. But with the, the amount of the potency offensively for scoring, yeah. just scoring alone, points alone, yeah. you win the game by scoring points. And they can score as quick as anybody. They're the, probably the, the most efficient team offensively in the NFL. They're number one in offensive efficiency, which means every time they touch the football, they move it down the field on you. So if Buffalo has, has any chance in this matchup, they're going to have to stop the run, and make them one-dimensional. One more for you. We'll make this one Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. I'm going to give you the credit. I've lost my uh, Bubba. I'm not getting this here. All right, for whatever reason, my soundboard is not working. We have a lot of things not working up here on our set at this moment, which I apologize for, but you you did come up with a... Go. It would be nice if that was working the first time, but whatever. Um, my, my question to you is, or it's not even a question because you're the one who gave the answer. Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard could both wind up rushing for 1,000 yards each this year. If that happens, it'll be the first time a team has had two 1,000-yard rushers since? 2019. Which was? Lamar and Mark Ingram. Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram. The last time it happened, it wasn't even two running backs. It was Lamar Jackson in Baltimore rushing for 1,000 yards and Ingram rushing for 1,000 yards. So we'll see. The Cowboys feel like they could be on pace to do that. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Always such a pleasure. Thank you, my friend, for sticking around. Thank you, thank you. Always appreciate it. Rob Nikovich, have a terrific weekend. We are just getting started on this Football Friday. Coming up next, my unsolicited advice. I hope every quarterback is listening. Don't miss it. Right after this, it's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is a perfect opportunity for you to try some active listening. Unsolicited advice. All right, this drives me insane. So I'm in the car this morning. I'm getting coming down to work, and I'm, I'm going through the stories. 
And like everybody else, I have noticed that Baker Mayfield is not off to a great start this year. His team is 3-1, and one, and their one loss was a game they probably could have won against Kansas City. So it hasn't been a disastrous start by any means. But they've not been as good as I thought they'd be. They're my AFC Super Bowl pick. And I've been wondering why, in particular, Mayfield has been so unspectacular. And then, Hembo, I got the answer. According to our Jake Trotter, Mayfield has been playing with a partially torn labrum. He suffered that injury to his non-throwing shoulder while trying to make a tackle in the game against the Texans. He's been wearing a shoulder harness ever since. Now, let's be clear. Some things are excuses and other things are reasons. It is not an excuse to say Baker Mayfield is not playing well right now because of his shoulder injury. It is the reason he's not playing well. And this is not to offer a defense of Baker Mayfield, quite the opposite. This is to offer the most fervent criticism of him that I possibly can. He doesn't listen to me. I have been saying this for years The minute there is a turnover, every quarterback should do one of two things. If no one is near him, he should run directly to the closest sideline and stay there safely out of bounds, even if it is the other team's sideline, until the play is over. And then even after the play is over, count one Mississippi, two Mississippi, before you run back to your own bench. Because defense's job when the ball is turned over, is to hunt out the quarterback and hit him as hard as they can. The other option for the quarterback, when there is a turnover, if it is not safe, meaning if there are players between himself and the sideline, is to immediately drop to the ground and curl up in a little ball, like in a fetal position, and just remain there safely out of harm's way. This is because they will not enact the Greeny rule, which I've been begging Roger for for years on my shows. And you know the Greeny rule. There should be a helicopter hovering above the playing surface of every NFL game. And the moment there is a turnover, a rope ladder should drop down right where the quarterback is standing, and he should be whisked away to safety like he's Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. It is that simple. There is no play in any regular season game until the very end of the season if it is literally make this play or miss the playoffs. There is no play worth your quarterback getting hurt. Did you see the play where Mayfield got hurt? He gets trucked. He goes running at the guy who intercepted the ball, and he gets knocked into oblivion. He couldn't tackle that guy if you gave him like a, I don't even know what. So, A, it's a fool's errand, but B, and worse, it's the biggest mistake a quarterback can make. And I cite as evidence Andy Dalton. 2015. Dalton and the Bengals are having a great year, not a good year. Dalton was having by far the best year of his career. They're going to win the division. They're going to be a real force to be reckoned with. Andy Dalton is going to rewrite his entire professional legacy. And what does he do? He throws a terrible interception. He gets mad. He goes in there to try and make a ridiculous tackle. 
He breaks his hand. Breaks his hand. He never came back. A.J. McCarron started a playoff game for the Cincinnati Bengals against their arch-rival Steelers because Andy Dalton broke his hand trying to make a tackle. Quarterbacks should be nowhere near any unnecessary danger. There is a reason the league is protecting them the way they are. The teams need them. The league needs them. The fans need them. No quarterback should make a tackle. Hembo, am I right or am I wrong? I hate to admit this, but you are definitely right. Even if there is a 0.1% chance that your quarterback is going to suffer an injury like this, it's not worth him chasing the player. I think you're right, though. That there needs to be a clause in a certain kind of situation where he is allowed. The difference between a win and a loss. The difference between making or missing the playoffs. But you cited Baker Mayfield. You cited Andy Dalton. They were 10-2 and two that year at the yeah. time. They were 10-2. and two. It happened that year also with Jay Cutler in Chicago, you might recall. He heard himself trying to make a tackle. So that, I think 2015 was the year. I think you probably put this into, like you put this into the uh, ether. <laughs> but I'm with you. If I lost my quarterback because of that, I'd be livid. Yes, of course. Because you, the, the idiots among us, We'll say, hey, Greeny, there was that playoff game where Ben Roethlisberger made a tackle against the Colts because the guy was otherwise going to run it back for t- Yes, obviously, I'm not talking about that. Obviously, if the quarterback needs to make a tackle or his team is going to lose in the playoffs, that skews the equation. Baker Mayfield partially tore his labor making a tackle in the second game of the season against the Texans. They could beat the Texans with me playing quarterback. <laughs> they were going to win that game a million. What was the final score of that game? I'll, I'll take a million. It, 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 was six. Be, it was before halftime. It was a totally meaningless play. It was a totally meaningless play. What happens is two things happen. One, the quarterbacks get mad. They just threw a pick. They're mad. They're right. frustrated. I get it. Two, they feel a need to show everyone how tough they are. That's not what I need. I don't need Baker Mayfield to show me how tough he is. Baker, show me how tough you are by shaking off a tackler and running for a critical first down. Do not make a tackle on defense. What was the final score of that game? The only one that game by 10. It was 31-21. Okay. Closer than I remember. They would have won that game anyway. For sure. And you know what? Had they not... And Baker Mayfield was playing great, that would still be preferable. But don't you think the coaches are telling him not to chase, and then when you get mad and you do it, you do it anyway? Like, that's, it's just human nature, is it not, to chase down the guy that you just threw the ball to? Perhaps. But you have to, there's a lot of things that are human nature that we don't do, (laughs) and this needs to be one of them. Bubba, many people may not know this, but before Bubba's extraordinarily successful career in radio production, Bubba was actually a quarterback coach of, of great repute in the NFL. And that, that's why he wears Dak Prescott's jersey, because Dak, uh, in, in a private moment, Dak will, will attribute so much of his success to Bubba and Bubba's coaching and teaching and wisdom. So, Bubba, do you agree or disagree with my premise? Oh, yeah, 100% agree. It's just not <laughs> worth it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, forget human nature. You just tell these quarterbacks... Listen, bro, you just don't do it. And that's all you got to tell him. Nuno, agree or disagree? You're completely wrong. How, how in the, how in the world Whoa. am I wrong? 
because you're out there. It's this guy human nature. Daniel Jones making tackles. <laughs> Daniel Jones ain't making any tackles. Let me just tell you, because he's not throwing any picks. We'll get to that later. Yeah, uh, uh, we'll fumble it. <laughs> hey, I, I, this is whatever. the most. This is a quarterback who I believe leads the NFL in turnovers over the last several years. I know he's gotten better at it, but go on. <laughs> No, I just – it happens. What do you want to do? Like, at that point, then, you know what you do? You tell one of your offensive linemen, like, listen, if he throws a pick, go and tackle him. You tackle him. him. You yes. tackle him. Yes. Yes. Do it that way. Like, maybe that one will work That's a little fun. bit better. But even then, he might get hurt. Again, what's the matter with my helicopter idea? <laughs> what, why? Well, and I've talked to Roger about this, and he just won't do it. You know? I mean, th- th- he just won't do it. There should be a rope ladder – that hovers above the field, and we just whisk the quarterback away to safety. <laughs> Sponsor it. I mean, there's a money-making opportunity here. <laughs> I, everything in the world about this makes sense, and the fact that Nuno disagrees with it actually only makes me feel better about it. You know, airlines, restaurants, and more have been ramping up their hiring. You know who they turn to? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can easily invite your top choices to apply. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Okay, next. Greeny's Takes. It is time to rethink what we think about Daniel Jones. Did you know Daniel Jones is no longer turnover prone? It is so hard to shed a reputation. What is that expression? Uh, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. Like the world thinks of Daniel Jones as being a turnover machine because the end of last season, as he was getting better and better about not turning the football over, then he ruins all of that by turning the ball over in a critical spot week one this year against Denver. And essentially, we overlook the fact that he hasn't turned it over since. He has two turnovers on the seats and the other was an interception on a Hail Mary. He doesn't turn it over. He's only turned it over five times in the last 12 games. And you know what else he does? He plays great. Daniel Jones' QBR is top 10 in the sport. His team's not winning, so people aren't paying attention to it. But if you came into this season with the question, is Daniel Jones capable of being a good NFL quarterback? Should he be the quarterback of the Giants going forward? The answer is yes. Let me ask my Giant fan, my vice president of Giants Insight, Nuno, is the answer yes, in your opinion, on Daniel Jones? It's getting there. It it is getting there. I do believe this game for me, while I don't think they will win it because they're not good enough, um, I do still need to see that next step. It's, uh, hey, you're going to be under a lot of pressure. Don't, you know, like when you get sacked, don't lose the ball. You know, don't throw it to Diggs, um, that type of thing. If I if he can build on it, I will be I will finally get to the yes. Daniel Jones is the QB of the future, and you don't need to worry about it. You know, the perception is not. I don't even necessarily mean this in that regard. Now about Jones, the New York Giants lost a division game this year because a player who plays directly in the middle of the defensive line, meaning. He has no chance of bursting through and blocking a field goal attempt. His entire job on that play is just to stand straight up and jump as high as he can and try and block a field goal that way. That player tried to time a snap, jumped off sides, and gave Washington a second kick at a field goal that ultimately beat them. If that one play doesn't happen, the Giants are 2-2 and right now, and everything feels different. 
this would be a game for first place in the division with the Giants going to Dallas. It changes everything. I also can't prove to you that if that play doesn't happen, they beat Atlanta the following week, but I think they would have. They outplayed Atlanta anyway. So one way or another, the Giants are better than their record. Bart Scott was on Get Up yesterday picking the Giants to win that game outright and singing the the praises of Daniel Jones. So that brings us to the wager. We got Bubba, the Cowboy fan. We have Nuno, the Giant fan. Bubba, what are you willing to wager with Nuno on the outcome of this game? Well, I don't think it's up to me because I've said I'm ready to go here. I got confidence in my team. I'm ready for a jersey bet or whatever, but... We were talking pre-show, and this guy said he's not betting on his team. He has no confidence in his team. He wants points, whatever. He doesn't want to do it. So I don't, it's, I don't think it's up to me. What this is the line scared. on this game? Uh, the Giants are a touchdown underdog. Okay. So, Nuno, how many points would you need from Bubba in order to be willing to make this bet for your beloved Big Blue? First of all, I don't like to bet on my team anyway, even when they're good. And they're not good. So... That saying, if Bubba wants to give me ten and a half, ten and a half, oh ten God. and a half, he's asking for a field goal more than the spread. more than the line. That's such a joke. No, no, you can't. If you're a fan of a team, you don't bet the line. You don't you don't gerrymander yeah, the spread. You up. bet it straight up. Come on, I, I wore I wore like a, the stupid Cowboys hat. After the uh, Cowboys beat the Eagles a couple of weeks back, and the Eagles had no chance to win that game. Some would say that it improved your look. But, but, <laughs> but, but, but <laughs> most importantly, I understand that my team's not good. Like, I don't live in this world that they can compete with them. The Giants are, ha, are starting to develop. You know, they have some weapons, um, but they're still not on the Cowboys' level. That, that, that's an interesting one because all of a sudden the Cowboys are the team we believe in. Candidly, I agree with him. I think Dallas wins mm-hmm. the game. Hey, Matt Stafford was in the zone last night, threw for 365 yards as the Rams beat Seattle in a game that was mostly notable for Russell Wilson hurting his finger. He wasn't making a tackle. He smashed his hand into the arm of Aaron Donald, and that's a huge question mark now is when, if and when, Wilson is able to come back. One way or another, though, it was Stafford who was in the zone, which is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Next order of business. Right green light, green light with Greeny. Green and I'm giving myself the green light because I have a bone to pick with Hembo. And I say it this way because any issue I have with baseball, I blame on you. Let's go. Hembo come is the vice president of baseball conversation on this program. But Nuno and Bubba, I particularly want to ask your opinion on this. Randy Arozarena, now he had an unbelievable night last night. He stole home in a postseason game. It is the first straight steal of home in a postseason game since Jackie Robinson in the 55 World Series in, in one of the most famous plays in baseball history. Yogi Berra, to his dying day, insisted Robinson was out. There obviously was no instant replay in 1955. But Yogi Berra, literally, there was a picture of that at Yankee Stadium, and the famous story is that every time Berra walked past that picture, he would say, you're out. Like, it, Berra never got over the fact that they called Jackie safe. That's not the point. A Rosarena steals home last night. Awesome. He, uh, he, he had a home run. He was remarkable. It, in fact, and so I want to read this for you. A Rosarena, comma, the leading candidate for American League Rookie of the Year, comma, made history Thursday by becoming the blah, blah, blah. It then goes on to point out the 26-year-old outfielder set postseason records 
with 10 home runs and 29 hits in last year's postseason. And here's what I would say. Being a rookie means you cannot have done anything twice. If he is appearing in his second postseason, he cannot be the rookie of the year. Your rookie of the year cannot have set various postseason records as he did last year with 10 home runs and 29 hits in 20 playoff games last year. There is no way he should be considered a rookie. Hambo. I don't, I don't understand here. So his, his rookie eligibility did not expire last season. He played uh, only a few games in the regular season, and it's a regular season distinction. So why is it a regular season distinction? You're not a rookie in the playoffs. You are still a you're rookie. not playing major league games. You're playing the most important major league games. He played 20 games in the playoffs. It has to do with how the, many regular season games did he play last year? Yeah, L- only like 15. Okay, but but, but, but it's about the how many of, games do you have to play in order to no longer be a rookie? It's like 150, 150 plate appearances, so like 40 games. So he didn't expire in the regular season last year. Why is it only repl- applied to the, the regular season? Because it's about service time. It's about like so if he if he so if he plays all these games, he shouldn't get penalized or more credit for than any, all the other rookies that didn't have the opportunity to play in the playoffs. It's just a rule. I mean, he he was a rookie last year, and he's also a rookie this year. The weird part about the COVID year was just that. Like it was just no. A it has weird nothing to thing. do with the COVID year. What do you mean? Because this would apply whether it was a COVID year or not. Yes, but the reason we know him so well, and the reason he became such a le- legend, is because he performed so well over the course of a month long postseason. Yes, but if it had, he could have done the same thing in a regular postseason. Sure, but he's also not the first person that's been a rookie in two different playoffs. I understand. He's just that. the most notable one. But you cannot be sitting here talking about how he just had one of the greatest postseasons in the history of the sport, and then this year. He He's the rookie of yeah, the year. Yeah, because the postseason and the regular season are different. The rookie stupid, of the year is a regular season award. It is a stupid distinction. The distinction is stupid. Bubba, who's right? Yeah, I mean, this is insane. When you're telling me he was a rookie, I'm like, <laughs> rookie? I, I, this guy was playing all of last playoffs. Was last he the year. MVP of the playoffs? No, they didn't win the World Series, so he wouldn't be. He was MVP he, of the playoff been, series. Yeah. He was the MVP yeah, of I, a playoff series I last year. I was in here making cuts of him left and right <laughs> last year. And I'm, Rookie? What are you talking? This doesn't make any sense. Some, How can he be a sometimes rookie? Sometimes you gotta just say it doesn't make sense. And this doesn't make sense. He's out. He so, doesn't pass the common sense test. So what doesn't make sense? Are you saying he should be ineligible for the Rookie of the Year award right. because he got to, his team was good enough that he got to play in the playoffs no, last year? No, because he's he, not a rookie. Right. He's not a rookie. He that's is a rookie. Why. He's he, not a rookie. He was a first-year player last year and a rookie. And How many major league games has he played? Stand by. No, you have to include the 20. He's ineligible because he's not a rookie. You that's have to include the, the 20. No, you don't have to include the 20. Yes, it you do. No, because you have to then compare apples to apples. He, he needs to be compared to all other rookies and some of the other rookies. Most of the other rookies didn't play in the no, playoffs. No, you just need to count the number of major league games he has played. And his, you have to add 20 to <laughs> because he played in the postseason. This is insane. Nuno, be the arbiter of this. For a sport that has a lot of dumb, unwritten rules, they have some really dumb written rules because this one is one of those. <laughs> that is Come well on. said. Greeny presented Come by on. Progressive Insurance. If your pet passenger is injured in a car accident, get help paying for vet expenses. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Get a quote at Progressive.com. Coming up, Hembo is a bone to pick with me, and it's another one in which he couldn't be more wrong. You'll hear it next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So Randy Rosarena, who is not a rookie by any reasonable standard of measure, had a huge night last night, and I was thinking about his name, and then you, Hembo, told me that what I was thinking we should do with his name has already been done by a friend, Jeff Passon. So hold your phone up to the microphone and let's hear it. There's a guy who hits his name, Randy Rosarena. Every time he takes a swing, it is a thing. It's Cosa Buena. Run and run the bases. He's as fast as a hyena. Ah, Rosarena. <laughs> so that is Jeff Passan. What do you think, Bubba? You, I cannot be the only person who was thinking we need an Rosarena spoof. That's, that's pretty good. That was solid. We need Joaquin back here. We need the song because he's a much better singer than Passan was. He's a rookie. But it was he's the, a rookie. Oh, under no circumstances is he a rookie. And I think Hembo is just a little bent out of shape. Because he came in today with a, just a bunch of bones to pick with me. You, you are just kind of picking on me for no obvious reason. And why is that? Well, because I mean, I've worked with you for a, a really long time. Really but, long time. But it, it really hasn't struck me until recently that you just do a lot of like annoying old stuff. Like you just do a lot of old stuff. And those wow. things are by old stuff. Like. Like these things are just starting to pile up. Okay, so this morning, for example, I, yes. I described to you this really good article I read on ESPN.com. In right. Which Zach Lowe ranked all the NBA teams by tiers. Right. So rather than you know, ask me to send you the link to the article, you asked me to print the article. Yes. Like 12 pages yeah. of script. Why, why did you need me to print the article? Well, I could have just texted you the article. I believe this could be scientifically proven. It is my fervent belief that people comprehend things better when they read them on paper than they do when they read them on their phone or online. I would be willing to bet anything. And in fact, I'm delighted that I have Bubba here today because many of you may not know this. But prior to his work in radio production, Bubba was actually a psychoanalyst and understands these things about the way that the, the, the brain works. Bubba, is it accurate to say that people comprehend things better when they read them on a, on a printed page rather than on a screen? Oh, yeah. We did multiple studies in, mm-hmm. uh, in Switzerland, Sweden, Finland. We did a bunch of things. All of the it, Nordic countries. Why only in Scandinavia? Uh, uh, that, that, don't worry about why. That's where this work is done. Yeah, I mean, such I a mean, come st- on. stupid question. Exactly. Um, and, yeah, all the science points to that being true. It's not even close. So that's your first quarrel with me. What's your next one? Okay, so not only do you... Let me ask you. Let me ask you in the form of a question. Do you still get a hard copy of the newspaper every day or every weekend? Not every day. I get the Sunday Times delivered. Half of it comes on Saturday, and then the other half comes on Sunday. I thought so because the a couple of weekends ago you took a picture of the newspaper that you were reading. So yeah. not only well, do you not just have a digital subscription to the New York Times, you get it delivered, and then you decided to take a picture of people, it? People, by the way, completely misconstrued that. There was an article written by Michael Greenberg in the book section, and I took a picture of that and tweeted it, and people started tweeting me, oh, you're so arrogant. I'm not the Michael Greenberg who wrote it. <laughs> it took me aback. I, there's just someone else with my name out there, or I'm with his name, whatever it is, and I was taken aback because there was one brief moment that I looked at that byline and I thought, 
wait, did I write this? <laughs> this is a review of a book I haven't read. And, 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 and then I realized, oh, wait, that's, it's possible for someone else to have that name. I will say this. This is another thing that I can scientifically prove. Mm. Your generation and all generations to come are missing out on one of life's greatest pleasures, and that is a cup of coffee and a newspaper. It's a pleasure you will never know. It is one I will never cease to enjoy. To my dying day, if they continue to print newspapers, I will continue to read them that way. And there is something about a cup of coffee and a newspaper, not reading it online. There is there is an experience in reading the paper that I will miss all of my life. So that was sort of get off my lawn what you just did. Like, that's an old opinion to have, is it not? I'm correct. I mean, you're correct. I've had, an any, I've had any number of experiences that you will never have. I'm telling you, some of them, it's a loss for the culture. This is one of them. Just being more efficient is not necessarily being better. What's your other thing? Well, I have several other things, but there's one thing that you've done lately a lot that's bothered me a lot, and that's just, you're just always on the phone. Like you're just mm. always on the phone. I like texting people. I like putting my order in online. This extra talking is unnecessary. Nope. These things are piling up. You're wrong again, and I will explain to you why. A few things are meant for texting. Some communication. I'm five minutes away. Text that. But there is a nuance... That is so frequently missed in texting. I'm telling you, more relationships have been ended over people not understanding the punctuation in a text and thus misunderstanding the entire tone of the text. When you text, you lose nuance. I'm telling you, adopt this or it will cost you your marriage. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.